You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Bill Wegman. Bill, thanks so much for being with me today. You're welcome. Nice to be with you. Bill, today we're talking about your show um, at Spur and Westwater, William Wegman, Writing by Artists, which is uh, a show of not just text, but drawings, paintings, photographs, and, and, and video. Um, I, I want to talk about that show, which is currently up now. We're talking on June 16th. It's up to the 29th of July. Uh, I, I think I want to jump right into one of the paintings that I saw there, which is also online. I, I had a great time going through the show. And there was, there was one painting um, called OMG 2021, mm-hmm. which, uh, which I really liked for a few reasons and, and seems to be a good segue into the book. There were some words in that, like crash and bang. And, but what was very funny to me and, and really kind of drew me in is there's these little arrows on both sides of the painting, which, yeah. of course, means something completely different when you're in front of it than when I see it online, for example, on the Spur yes, on Westwater yes. site. Those Very, are the little things. Uh, so, so, so to begin there, I, I, I love that. Um, and, you know, that painting is featured in a sense and, and seems to be in some ways part of, of the book that we're going to jump into, William Wegman, Writing by Artist. Uh, do you want to talk yeah, about well, that lately particular I've been painting? doing lots of paintings of uh, wrecked houses and collapsed houses and, because it's, you know, basically it's really fun to paint, and it's like making abstract art, but it's realistic art, so it's kind of a, a mystery there. But I got that on the Internet, and, of course, those arrows are from there, so it uh, references that. But it's a hilarious situation, at least to me, where this guy, a construction worker, tore down these condos that he built because he wasn't paid or he was disgruntled, And he was uh, laughing and whooping it up as he was destroying all of these things with his bulldozer. So, so in a way that appealed to me because it wasn't, it was less sad than if it was a bombing or, or even a natural disaster. It was just something inflicted. And uh, Mm -hmm. so in that sense, it was a kind of a story so I embedded some of the cheerful things that he was saying as he was quoted as saying when he was demolishing this this condo in uh, someplace in England. And, I like uh, that. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great story. I mean, it also, it strikes me as this is, you painted that, it seems, in the pandemic. And part of what, what I've been experiencing in New York is I've been going to a lot of shows lately and I haven't gone to shows in a few years. And it seems... Such a so remarkable to be seeing art again, but also um, to be able to come up close to it and and not have it online. And that particular painting, you know, seems to be why we go to art galleries. I mean, or or, or one reason, right? Because I look at that painting, it's it's a completely different meaning online, especially those those compositional arrows or, or whatever we call them. Uh, because it, it's, it's, of course, a painting, and we can't click through it, even though when I saw it in the exhibit, I almost felt like, like touching it, you know, like, like, like clicking <laughs> on, on, on the side. But is, is, do you see that also as a kind of, a kind of post-pandemic? Well, you know, thing, I, sent that image, I sent that image to my daughter uh, uh, 
over the phone, and she tried to click. She tried to move it on those from those arrows, and she said, "Daddy really got me there." So, so yeah, it's. I'm, I'm looking through other uh, ways to reference that. I haven't really come up with anything that good, so that's kind of a one of. But I am really enjoying painting these uh, spillages and fall downs. The first thing I did was like a a car that was leaking oil. And, uh, you know, things that are just gone a little wrong is somehow attractive to me, uh, at least in, in the art world, in that sense. Yeah, no, for, for, for me, and of course I interview a lot of artists, it, it, it relates to the art world in terms of, or could relate to it as I project onto it, in terms of artist frustration, right? Gallery turned you down, you, you tear down the gallery, or, um, or there's, <laughs> you know, or, or, or the car's leaking, just problems that happen when trying to, um, when trying to be an artist, right? It's, it's, there's miscommunications, there's, there's uh, all kinds of issues that, that arise that seem not so dissimilar. Well, for me, I'm just reveling in painting, and when I get a chance to do some illusion, that seems to be quite apt, like uh, pretty good at painting um, damaged wood these days. So that's come up in a lot of my paintings because I'm, I found a way to be really good at it. So just showing to, off. Yeah, that, 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 that's what it, it, it looks like. Um, yeah, the, the, just enjoying the, the paint itself and painting to, to move into the and book. Then, which and is, then embedding the, the words into it seems to bring it to uh, a level that um, is more, I guess, my background, which is more like conceptual art than painting, but um, that sort of restores that sense in a way to me. And the and the book, of course, also restores that right. The writing by artists. This is this is all all largely writing, but also a number of other works in here, um, which I really enjoyed. Found found just fascinating. So to begin with, that's that's quite a tome, right? This William Regman writing by artists. It's a it's a heavy book. It's a big book. It's it's a lot of writing that that seems almost like non sequiturs. They're they're disconnected in a number of ways. I want to first ask just about um, how that was uh, put together, because um, the the just the the kind of um, idea of going through all of your work as as Andrew Lampert did, I imagine, seems to be a whole kind of job in itself. That's very unusual for an editor or a curator. So what I'm asking about is the process of working with Andrew Lambert to it seems like go through all kinds of hidden boxes of yours or things that hadn't been opened or uh, work that hadn't even been labeled as, as art or, or something like that. That seems kind of like an encyclopedic progress or, or, or maybe like biblical would be another uh, description. <laughs> That's to, a good to, way to, to put it. But, uh, Andy, as I found out, has enormous patience to go through all of these pieces of paper that were stuck in these uh, mostly 11 by 14 boxes, the archival boxes that I put all my drawings or written material. And um, we recently moved, so all of this stuff was kind of out and in one different place so that it was accessible. And he just would come over every couple of days for hours, and I'd hear him chuckling now and then and making little stacks of things, and the stacks got bigger and bigger. And he would ask me things like, well, what is this uh, paper with this 
Princess Cruz's bit on it. Where did you get that? So that was a conversation. Um, then he'd ask me other things and uh, became kind of a, I guess, well over a year that he was involved in looking through stuff. But for, for years, there was talk of making a book about my writing, uh, which is a sort of an odd category of, of mine. So this fulfilled that. Well, there seems to be a number of layers in it, you know, uh, of, of, of your writing and also um, kind of what's, you know, what is, what's really happening in some of these texts. And to begin with, the cover of the book, when, when I received it, I'm, I'm looking at the cover of the book and it has a, uh, a photograph of another cover of a drawing tablet, a me drawing tablet, which looks like just a standard me drawing tablet. And if I didn't look closely at it, I would notice that there's, it's been altered with a letter to Dear Mr. Mead, I feel sick. So that was something that I almost missed that was within this. And then on top of it, um, there was a card that um, perhaps you were the person that was shipping it, put on top there that had some addition on it, 100 to 500, mm -hmm. has a sum, and then it says wrong. So there's there's a couple of things that, that were kind of that feel like a puzzle here. I'm I'm looking at this book as I received it in the mail. I'm smiling, and um, and my wife said I don't I don't understand what's happening on this cover. Is this a and, and 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 that was what was fascinating to me. You know, the card was obviously a card you write notes on, but when I look closely at the sum, it seems to me like I've I've done an assignment with a teacher and I've done it wrong. Something from grade school, and yeah. and the. The, the the layer of also you writing a faux cover of a Mead writing tablet uh, is very rich right away. That's not obvious at all, right? We're looking at a at, at a book cover that's initially hard to understand what's even happening on the cover. Yeah, it's kind of like a weird X-ray, isn't it, where you go beneath a certain surface of something you take for granted, and there is a hidden message somehow that you found, and that's this letter to Doctor Mead. Um, but also, come to think of it, since you started the conversation with that painting of the wrecked condo there, it's a little bit like that, where it looks like one thing, but it turns out that it's, it's got a different basis. You know, it's from the Internet or whatever, or it's, it's off that. Mm. So it's kind of confounding and slows you down. I always thought that I wanted to, uh, when I took a photograph of something, I wanted to slow the viewer down by trapping him in it and distracting him and leading him to another place. And sometimes we did that with language, sometimes with sort of a hidden symbol or whatever. And uh, so that's an ongoing situation with me. And, the, and, and, and some of the writings in here, which I've been through, and since you mentioned the Princess Cruz's paper, I'd, I'd love to talk about that because, um, as I understand from the book, this was, this was a box that was, that was found and luckily saved um, through through a number of uh, through happenstance, um, and and this is stationery that was left over in your studio that you picked up and and, and wrote on with a typewriter. Uh, that yes. this particular I really enjoy book. typing. So the the act of typing kind of made those stories come out. I think I was also had just started um, only like two years making short video pieces, which had a lot to do with language and words as well as the images. And, and so let's talk about some of those stories because I found them fascinating. And it looks like the, 
the curator did too, the editor, because they're spread throughout the book, right? It's not that there's a section of, of, the, of the Princess Cruz's drawings. Um, tell me a little bit about these because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by them. They seem like characters in a story. They seem sometimes completely unrelated to the story. Uh, all different types of text. It's not as though they're all characters in here. There's, there's also other things happening in the Princess Cruz's uh, work. So would you just put in a page and at, your, at your typewriter and what came out came out? Or is there a... Well, I was really hoping for one particular story to be... Um, to, to register or to be funny or powerful or interesting. And so I would type and usually uh, I would peter out after a paragraph and then I would start another one. So it's a collection. There are all of these different thoughts on each page. And as the process went on, I would circle one or two that I liked. And, uh, and, and occasionally would end up someplace, like a few of them ended up in Paris Review. Uh, at one point, so uh, but I never really thought of myself as a writer, so it wasn't something I would try to do. It just if they ended up someplace, so be it. Uh, another thing that's interesting, I think, is even though my video had text, I never wrote stories out and then performed them. They were always spontaneously thought up right in front of the monitor as I was making them. And then the process is, was one of weeding. I would at the end of a year, I would cull it into like 20 or 30 minutes of material rather than the 12 hours of stuff that I had um, recorded. And so I think I was thinking the same way about the little written texts that some of them were good and they would be shown to people, I think, uh, to amuse my friends or enter entertain uh, my wife or whatever, hmm. you know. So curating one these does, things, like, it would be tough. But like, like to edit these, you know, um, there's work in the show that's drawing that, that, that seem, you know, um, you know, a little more like a drawing, right? There's, there's, there's maybe figurative work in it. But still, yeah. just with a book, with, with everything Andrew Lampert compiled, then there was editing, right? What, what fits, what doesn't? Um, that would seem to be a difficult process because I would imagine it all, in some ways, you know, gives us an insight into the way you're working and your process. You know, I just hand the material over to Andy, my wife, and Angela Leswater, and pretty much the show developed between those three. Um, Christine, pretty much with the uh, way the whole show looks, and uh, Andy sort of with the content, picking ones that he, he thought should be in, and then my wife, Christine, um, presenting it somehow so it seems to flow and in a way it was that way with a book too is just this huge mess of material like how do you make it it's certainly not something you would turn the page from page one to page 391 it was just a, a sort of one to the next how it flows groupings and so forth categories which Andy got really interested in uh, dis discovering I like that. And, 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 and of course, the title, Writing by Artist. I mean, William Wegman, Writing by Artist. That's kind That's of funny, good, isn't too, it? in a way. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it is. You know, I look at yeah. that a few times and I think, you know, in, 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 yeah, what, what, what exactly is happening there? Because there's this sense of, of course, you know, 
this writing is by the artist or, 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 or yeah. as if to say like the, the artist doesn't normally write or, or something like that. Um, but it could yeah, have it comes off phrased. the tongue a little way, a little, a little oddly, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I, I, I like that. And, uh, um, and so how do you feel flipping through this book? So now you have this book as well. It's out there. People can buy it. But also you're looking through it. Does it give you a different sense of looking at your work as a, sometimes a retrospective, Ken, or, um, or, or a monograph? When I was little, I used to always be in the woods building huts and you know, tree houses and underground things. And I never once wanted to live in them once I built them. I would move on to the next. So the book is pretty much the same way. You know, that's done. I'm happy with it, but uh, I don't really dwell on it. Um, there, there's certain things, though, in when we were making the book, many of the works I forgot that I did, and I would actually burst out laughing, which is kind of embarrassing, but also kind of fun, too, mm-hmm. to have forgotten all of this material and have it um, thrown back at me. Well, for, for me, what I, what I also enjoy about the book is that, you know, the idea of writing by artists, it says two different things, right? There's the idea of these are your words and this is what you're saying, but we're, we're not really just concerned with your words and what you're saying. We're also concerned with how those words appeared on the paper, right? How the pencil moved across the paper. Or for me, that's, what's, that's part of what's interesting, right? This is visual. And, and the way you're making marks and the way you're, you're writing also um, is fascinating in itself, right? Somehow is, 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 is telling or expressive, for lack of a better word, about your work as an artist, right? It's, it's something very unconscious. When we see people's writing, especially doodles, it's, it's, it seems to be telling somehow, right? We see whether, the, for example, the person is kind of an organized, neat writer or, 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 or whatever the opposite is. And in, and in this book, it's, it, it's the same, isn't it? We're talking about your, your writing, your words, but also about how they're written and what that, what that in, imparts. Even the neatness of the card that I mentioned with all the numbers listed, the sum, and then wrong. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a quality of the way it's actually written that communicates somebody, not, not unlike typography. You know, in a way, when I first began in the late 60s, early 70s, I would have disagreed with you, but I think you're absolutely right now, because I thought I was making something that was conceptual and not uh, something that you really had to look at. It was it sort of blew that apart. But no, you're absolutely right. It's, it's how they are and how they look. And the Princess Cruz's paper is seeing them actual rather than than uh, just in your mind is... is uh, more powerful, I think. Well, the Princess Cruises seems to also be powerful because of of the backstory. As as I understand, all that work was would have been uh, possibly lost in a studio fire you had were it not left behind in another studio, right? Isn't there also something a little a little special about all of that work that slipped through the cracks, so to speak? Yeah, that's that that is uh, in a way the fire that I had in 1978 did. <laughs> Interestingly, I put all the work that I really was uh, concerned about uh, put near the fire exit, and of course the whole building burned down, so that was gone. So it was only stuff that I had left pretty much in L.A. uh, in my studio, which I gave over to John Baldessari. Uh, So all that stuff was there. I hadn't had a chance to move it to New York, fortunately, 
And so John mailed it to me uh, one year, and, and uh, lo and behold, it, it lives. Um, yeah. And it's exciting that it's in this book. To, to me, that's the way it's spaced out through the books becomes kind of a, almost a mystery um, um, I'm, I'm going through to, to try to go back to that time, because this isn't chronological either the way it's assembled. It seems to me the book, so, so, so just like that stationary, it, it, it kind of keeps some kind of a, a thread going that's, that's more abstract than if it was chronological or focusing on a certain period of time. You know, when I ran out of that Princess Cruises paper, I tried to forge it and make a new box of it, and I failed miserably, so I just left it as a, uh, as something that uh, is in that space and time. I want to ask you one more question, which is um, simply, what are you reading at the moment? I'm plowing through uh, Budenbrooks at the, at the moment. I'm about three quarters through, and... Uh, before that, I read Man Without Qualities, and uh, that took pretty much most of my life in the past year. So, uh, Robert Musil, and uh, great book. The Recognitions, uh, William Gaddis, I read that last year, too. Pretty amazing. Yeah, I haven't, you know I haven't that read. Book? I don't know that book. I haven't read either of those, yeah. I want to thank you, Bill. I want to thank you for talking with me today. I really am enjoying this book, and I was just loved going through your exhibit. So I just want to thank you for your time and your work and um, putting together this book. Well, I really enjoyed talking with you, and thank you for your interest. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.